Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast is Dean Ambrose going to defect from the Shield this week in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, HBK, Triple H, Kane, and Undertaker meeting in Australia. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. He's back. Not bad, right? <laughs> One take. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. As usually, always, I am your host, <laughs> Bill Vagy, aka Job Brenda Moore. And to my right, <laughs> as always, we have Two Beer, Zach Bowen. Nice, What's going nice, on, Two Beer, Zach? Nice. Not a lot, man. Not a lot. Uh, I got a lot of family in town. I got a lot of kids' birthdays happening. Um, you know, mine and strangers also. You know? So if you got a lot of family in town, you got a lot of family stuff going, why wasn't I invited? Oh, I know you ain't talking about anybody. <laughs> no, I got you, dog. I got you. I know you ain't talking about anybody inviting anybody about any other thing. Well, and all the it, parties have been at JJ's wigs, so. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Well, was Jason there? <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> ah, shit. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Oh, my, my, my. Allow us to open up the good book of Bad for Ringside, <laughs> Chapter 75. I'm sorry, volume 75, chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Good to have the captain back in his rightful position, taking some heat off of your boy. Good to have you back. Tell about Talk about the vacation, brag how, on it. Wait, how'd it go last week? I wasn't here. I didn't listen to it. How'd it go? You didn't listen? No, I didn't listen. I decided to take an entire... And everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I did, no, I, I saw the numbers. People listened. Uh, I decided to uh, take the week off completely from wrestling. Like, I didn't... I, I usually listen to a couple podcasts a week. I usually do this podcast. I decided to not watch any wrestling, to take a week off. And you know what? It was kind of nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it sucked. No, no it's not no, saying like, he gloves every bit oh, of it. Oh, man. It, like, taking the week off. But, yeah, I was in Nevada. Yeah, I played a bunch of golf, and I spent a bunch of money at casinos, and I got pretty drunk, and I had a great time, had a bonding experience with my dad in Nevada and 70 other guys. How many uh, rounds of golf go- did you shoot? I shot five rounds of golf in six days like the proper douche that I am. That's a lot. Okay. It was it was a lot of golf. I'm still sore. Uh, I had a great time. Sore. Yeah, I'm still sore, motherfucker. I'm sore too for carrying this damn podcast on my back last week. You <laughs> don't hear me crying. That, that's not a very nice thing to say to that. <laughs> you know, you should have taken advantage of the 24 hour massage parlors yeah, right. they got going on. Shout out to Murray Man. He's not here tonight. Thanks, Murray Man, for the help last week. Appreciate you, brother. And so we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, cloudy St. Louis, Missouri. We got Sam the Wallamala turning the knobs. Mr. Perkins tonight. in the house. Uh, before we get too far into it, we'd like to say. Uh, give a shout out to our day one ish sponsor. That's Soul Taco, that Korean Mexican fusion food. They got a couple new places opening up, but the places that they have that are open right now is two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri. One in UC Loop in Columbia, Missouri, Chesterfield, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. Is there one that I'm forgetting? Maybe not. Uh, I think that's it for now. But yeah, they got a couple more coming out. If you guys have never had Soul Taco, I recommend that you get Soul Taco. They have delicious Korean-Mexican fusion tacos, quesadillas, burritos, all that good stuff. Go get yourself Kimchi some. fries, baby. What's up, Vice? We just bagging up the kitchen fries on Monday. fries. What's up, Vice? Who also gave me the uh, job, Brenda Moore, tonight like he always does. He always gives me my AKA. He is... Uh, very, very uh, good to me for giving me those, okay. giving me those AKs because I couldn't you, come you, up with that you shit. Stole my thunder. You know I couldn't come <laughs> up with that shit. So uh, he's the man. But without further ado, we're gonna get to our three count. JCB, why don't you start us off? <sighs> the six man that won't quit. Yeah, that dominated the entire Raw, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Shield versus, I guess, I'm calling them the Dogs of War, I guess, for lack of a better term. Are um, they Dogs of War, or Dogs of War just Drew and Dolph? I, I'm just lumping them all I together. Think, I think it's just Drew and Dolph, but yeah, Braun's it's a, it's like a an bad alternate. Name. It's a bad name anyway. Okay, yeah. Drew, Dolph, Braun versus the Shield, fair enough. Okay. okay, so we break it down into three to... 
different uh, matches. Braun versus Dean Ambrose. You had... Uh, which was enjoyable. Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, which I thought was the best of the bunch. Enjoyable. And then you had Roman Reigns versus Dolph. Uh, Dolph obviously putting over Roman Reigns as usual, but making Roman Reigns look good doing it is only Dolph Ziggler can. Um, I just I'm at the point now where I'm ready for this match to get over with on Saturday. Let's let's start moving forward. It's I get it. You did a different matchup this week, singles-wise. But, I mean, there's only so far we can go. The bigger picture to me and everybody else, I'm sure, is, you know, when is Dolph slash Drew McIntyre going uh, I'm sorry, when uh, Drew or Dean Ambrose are going to finally flip? Who flips first? What happens? What's the repercussions? Outside of that, there's, this, it's just all setting up for this big house show moment on Saturday morning which, I'm sorry, I just cannot get up for. I'm just refusing. I'll be up at 9, 10 o'clock. I'll follow it then. But as it stands right now, I'm just I'm kind of just disillusioned with the majority of the WWE product, and this is part of the reason why I'm disillusioned with it. It's so, so top-heavy with two or three great storylines and then just a bunch of mediocre nonsense to fill in the last two hours and some change. Is that really the question of who's going to flip first, Ambrose or McIntyre? Who's going to flip first, I think, is probably still going to be uh, Dean Ambrose is going to be my guess. I think you have to wait it out. If you could get it to the top part of 2019 and make it like the part of the Royal Rumble, now you got something going because now you got the addition of a title shot already going on with jealousy, going on with Roman Reigns being the champ. Everybody's trying to get... Dean to flip. If you can get it to 2019, now you you can flip him at that point. Well, they did it last year where Reigns eliminated Rollins, and he kind of gave him the "Hey, sorry, bro." You yeah. know, it's yeah, a Royal it's Rumble. Business, yeah. yeah, but like Ambrose could you know eliminate both of them and be like, "Yeah, motherfucker." I mean, do you think anybody, Zach? Do you think anybody's going to flip on Saturday at the Super Showdown Under? Which I can't believe they don't call it that. Yeah, no shit. Really, you, you should be part of creative. Really, <laughs> just dropped the ball. No, I don't think so. I think yeah. they're going to keep teasing it. I think that's the thing that bothers me the most is because when Seth initially flipped on Roman and Dean, it was such a surprise that, it. That, I mean, that's what makes it one of the great turns of the last 10 years. Yeah. If not the greatest turn in the last 10 years, it was great. Um, if the, the fact that they're teasing it so heavy, it's not going to happen because they're teasing it so heavy. Wait, you think that thought. turn was better than Carmella's face turn in the last couple of weeks? Because, I mean, that one's been, I mean, there wasn't I mean, even a moment that it happened. She just did it naturally. Was, I mean, it's so good. That's just great storytelling. Yeah. That she just starts hanging out with our truth so now she's a face. And she dyes her hair and she's, yeah. Anyway, sorry. It's a bad joke. But uh, you're right. I don't see it happening. They're going to tease it. And then it's just going to be forgotten about. There's not going to be a turn. And then they're just going to drop the storyline. Yeah, they're just going to drop the storyline. They no, might not, drop. Somebody's going to turn. No, they're, they're not going to drop the credit. Sto- no, no, no. Somebody is going to turn. They're not going to give up on you the storyline. You mean story on line. Saturday? No, no, not on Saturday. Nobody's at turning some, on Saturday. No, at a later point. It's a house show. Yeah. At a later point, someone will flip. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know who. But they won't just abandon the storyline like they've done in, in times past. And I'm not going and I see you looking at me sideways. I get it. Trust me. I can't believe I'm defending these jokers. But I think they will capitalize on it. It's just it's the when and where. But credit where credit's due. Um, WWE has made uh, this match at least intriguing. They've given it a story where there actually should be no story in a three on three match at a glorified house show. I know we keep saying glorified house show, but we we took the bait once at uh, <laughs> at Money in the Sand in, uh, in Sun- I, didn't, I didn't make that up. I didn't make that, I didn't make good. that I didn't make that up. But we took the bait one time and that's how that's actually how Two Beard took over Jason for the uh, belt for the prediction. Really? Belt. Really? We keep bringing up old shit? Really? That's old, dude. I'm just talking we about talk- Money in the Sand. We talking about 2018. But Move it on. is a house show. This is not going to that was 2018 also. That was not that long ago. But just let just Hold on. Just hold on. Just hold on. There will be no turn here, but they have made it intriguing. They have at least, they've given the story a hook, which is more than they've done for a lot of other uh, pay-per-views, you know, over the last year. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Just the hook to me is 
I think it, the, it, it's prolonging what we, we need to be worried about. Who's the number one contender now? When, when's Roman Reigns going fucking uh, defend his title? All we heard about coming up to WrestleMania is this fighting champion. This, we need a fighting champion. We need a fighting champion. I'm and glad now uh, Baron Corbin comes up and is like, oh, we're not going to defend it until November. Well, that's 30 days. Except, except we need to strip him, him of the title. He gets a title shot. Yeah. And then nobody okay, else does. Let's strip him of the title. Well, I'm, I'm, glad that you, I'm glad that you brought that up because there's a couple things here. If the undercard and midcard were built up even just a little bit, then you wouldn't need these six guys to carry an entire three-hour episode of Raw. Second of all, that is not a punishment for a champion to say, hey, you can't defend this. Oh, it's good for, for another, Reigns. It's good for Reigns because Reigns was going to defend it against Ziggler on Monday night. He the, like the, the ref held up the title saying this is for the belt, and uh, Baron Corbin came out and said, you know what? No, you're not allowed to defend this title. So that's not a punishment for Reigns. And that's shitty writing. Okay, that's all I wanted you to say. That's all I wanted you to say. The fact that we built this fighting champion angle up for so long, and now we have the quote-unquote fighting champion, and then it's gone back to where, okay, we... We can not defend in this 30 days, 45 days. It's a nice little chunk of change before he defends again in, uh, in Saudi or whatever. Well, it certainly makes Reigns look like a fighting champion to have the GM take that away yeah, from no him. Shit. It Come doesn't. On. It doesn't make any sense anywhere else unless you were trying to get Roman Reigns over. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to have the GM come out and say, no, you're not allowed to defend your championship. It's stupid. Yeah, it's so it's, stupid. It's classic WWE. They're now, just trying to turn Roman's last name into a gerund. That's, I, I mean, I get that joke. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think. <laughs> you like, look too high-brow uh, I mean, me. Boy. Google it. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Please Google it so I can get my giggle in. So now so, it's also a verb. So nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to turn on Saturday. We're we're all with this. I, I think we're going to do a, a few predictions later going into this Super Showdown. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, Super man. Showdown Under. Uh, but uh, without further ado, let, we'll get to our two counts. I've heard that one before. <laughs> Leave it in, Sam. That's good comedy. That's good comedy. He's talking about coming too quick, Sam. Yep. You get it? <laughs> Jason thinks it's funny. Highbrow stuff. He goes from Jaron jokes to King of Queens, I come too quick jokes. Yeah. He's all over the map. AC two beers at Pullman, ladies and gentlemen. Like a Kevin James mixed with, uh, <laughs> God, I can't even. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, no, like, don't, don't yeah. ruin it. Go. Yeah, yeah, let's keep it go going. Go ahead with the two count. So uh, two count. We had to talk about uh, New Japan. Uh, we had a really good pay per view this weekend. Uh, what was it? Uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Uh, a really good undercard. Uh, really great last few matches. Um, I mean, just a. Great card from start to finish. Uh, undercard, noteworthy stuff. We got Jeff Cobb, who's the new ROH TV champion. Uh, beat uh, Chris Saban uh, in like 90 seconds in the last ROH taping. Uh, he No, not Chris Saban. Who did he beat? Uh, Punishment Martinez. Martinez yeah. yeah, who's going to WWE. He's going to be uh, NXT champion, uh, you know, real soon. I'm just joking. He's 39 say, years dude, old. Come on, man. He's, 30, <laughs> he's 39. Just give him the belt. Uh, yeah, right now. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jeff Jeff Cobb, Chris Saban, Flip Gordon uh, versus Goto, Breda, and Chucky e. T. And Breda and Chucky e. T, the best friends, are so fucking over. Those guys are just so fun. Anyway, they had a good six-man tag. Um, we also had Jay White and Gato versus Tanahashi and Kushida to kind of continue this whole uh, storyline of Jay White um, coming up in against Tanahashi here at King of Pro Wrestling next weekend. Uh, match was fine. Um, it was whatever, but uh, just continues that storyline. Great match that was a banger from start to finish between Marty Skrull and Will Ospreay. Ospreay comes out, does a Spanish fly, fucking tope to a shooting star press in the first, like, 30 seconds. Over the top. Pretty gay. I was getting ready to say, this is how we going to start this shit. <laughs> yeah. So fucking good. I mean, like, I, I was watching that uh, with the sound off while I was working, and I was like, 
like my eyes, I was like, holy shit. Like I was trying to talk to some woman about uh, social security and I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Osprey is awesome. Oh man. He's one of the best. He's one of the best working. And I don't know if he will be able who's, to maintain that better, style. Who's better? Osprey or Ricochet? It's tough. I mean, I'm sure they've had their matches. Um, I mean, all their matches have been amazing. Yeah, that was going to say. They're about the same age. I mean, Ricochet might be a little older, right? Ricochet, his pants say established 1989, right? So he's 29. Osprey might be a little younger than that. Yeah, I think he's in his his mid 20s. Um, If only I had a computer I could look this up on. Yeah, because I was getting ready to say all my shit is being, you know, used in some (laughs) fucking form or fashion. Help me out. Go ahead. What What was your favorite part about it, Jay? Uh, man, um, I'll, I'll just say this. I won't say it's, it was a f- my favorite part, but the part that struck me as the most interesting Ooh. was Cody Rhodes winning the U.S. title away from Juice Robinson. Now, Juice Robinson coming into this uh, title defense, his first title defense, didn't have a great G1, lost a lot of mat- G1 matches. So it it seemed like in theory that you had a lot of title defenses for Juice Robinson to have, and then he comes out and loses the first one to Cody, which I thought was a little surprising, but I guess, yeah, let's try this again. Kudos to Cody for winning the title. He's one, he is the only person I can think of that has a title in ROH, New Japan, and now um, NWA. NWA NWA champion. So, I mean, we just watched history in the making right there. So, I mean, that was the biggest takeaway for me. I mean, all the the top half matches were good. Um, Jay White and, Go- and Gato were good. Was good just because it now sets up Jay White and Tanahashi down the line. Um, now you're going to have Kushida versus Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull beat uh, Will Ospreay, so you'll have them for the uh, junior heavyweight title. Didn't Cody, win, Cody won the TNA belt for a while too, right? I think so. I don't think... Cody's never been to uh, TNA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. He was definitely in TNA because he used to say Cody... Okay, yeah, that's right. That's okay. See, that, that's why I don't watch TNA. But it makes sense. I mean, Kushida and Osprey always have amazing matches, so I'm kind of glad this girl went over. I mean, we would have had a. I was just kind of surprised. I expected Osprey to go over because yeah, for sure. You know, even though he bounces around a lot, he's a kind of a mainstay. Uh, but they're gonna have a great match. Um, fucking the form or the the tag match for the main event was amazing. Yeah, it, just like you expected. I mean, that's four. Of, I mean, you might even say that's four of the five best wrestlers on the planet. Like, uh, just throw fucking Naito I mean, in there, and then you've got your five. I say, we got it. We, there's got to be somebody, you know, represent WWE, the you biggest would, corporation. You would, you would I mean, I you, mean, you would think. <laughs> I mean, if we're, nope. if we're having the meta argument about it, yeah, that those are four of the five best wrestlers in the world. But if you gave. Rollins, fuck, if you gave Ziggler, if you gave them NJPW booking, NJPW freedom in terms of booking or like doing their own thing and having the best matches that they can, it's hard to say. Like, I'm sure Rollins is probably better than Ishii in terms of uh, movement and in terms of being quicker and things like that. I, and I love Ishii. I would I, say work worker-wise, but like Ishii for some reason brings this like big match feel that... Oh, he's know. he's so solid, like he's so, he's and he's so serious, and it, it seems like he's outside of the realm of the rest of them because the rest of them are doing this thing that's very entertaining and very uh, flashy, and then Ishii comes in and he's like, "No, but I'm the badass, you know, like stop fucking around with me." Like when him and when him and uh, Ibushi starts, they start slapping each other. It's oh like, man, that's so good. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, it's. Oh, so we just kind of looking ahead. Certainly four of the best 15 wrestlers in the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was getting ready to say, I Fuck, think... I'd go 10. I'm I'm trying to be conservative, but like I'm saying at the very least, it's four of the best 15 wrestlers I'm in not, the world. I'm not arguing. I'm just limiting. I know. Ain't this a bitch. No love for the WWE. I, I can't believe that's twice. What's I'm in this Budweiser? So six six months ago, You're he Mark. was on his fuck WWE <laughs> grind. I'm on my fuck WWE grind. Yeah. Everything except the next team. And Jason, Jason's a mark, too. I, mean. <laughs> I am. I love it all. Uh, just to but, kind of wrap it up, we did have Tama Tonga and Tonga Lo win the uh, IWGP heavyweight 
titles, which leads us to a tag tournament, uh, you know, coming World up. World Tag League. Yeah, World Tag League. So, you know, they talked to Kenny about him and Abushi doing it because the finals are going to be at the Tokyo Dome. And he's like, I'm not fucking doing that. He's like, I'm defending the fucking world championship at the Tokyo Dome. So why would I get in this tag tournament? Because we would just win that. And then I would have to win the tag titles and then like defend, you know, it was pretty good. <laughs> Crack. But then we, and then at the end of it, uh, it turns out that uh, a little over a week from now, we have, we're going to have a triple threat match for the title. Which is very uncommon. Very uncommon. It's only, the second time I, it's I think they said it's Third. only happened one other time. Third time. Uh, Brock Lesnar won in a triple threat. I've got it here somewhere. Against two. Uh, it was, uh, uh, what's his name that was in the NWO? Uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. No, the Japanese NWO guy. Uh, whoa. Can't wait for everybody to correct us on this. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. and But Kenny Omega said that it's only happened one time before. So you're saying it's happened twice? So twice. you're saying you know more than Kenny Omega? I mean, Kenny Omega, you know, just got hit in the head a bunch of times like, right before he did his promo. So, and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it's been, but still, it's super rare. Uh, it's cool because it keeps the Omega and Ibushi singles match from happening because yeah. they said they were not doing that in a smaller venue that than is Budokan Hall. Yes. So we're going to get that far down the line and there's going to be a better build for it. Yeah. And that's the point of it. Like the same reason that WWE had uh, the mixed tag match with Dana Bryan and Bree and Miz and Maurice. Um, but I am excited, looking forward to that match. I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that match next week. Um, oh, I yeah, got we it. definitely talk about Brock Lesnar, uh, Kazuyuki Fujita, Masahiro Chono. That's the guy that I was talking about. Okay, I would have never got and that. And then in Ring of Honor, you it never would have gotten that? <laughs> Masahiro Chono, yeah. Well, amateur. And in <laughs> Ring of Honor, it was defended AJ Styles, Kazuchi Okada, and Michael Elgin. Oh, that sounds tight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, before we close the book on this, Ricochet was born in 1988. Will Ospreay was born in 1993. Oh, shit. What the fuck? 93? That's what Wikipedia said right when I just looked it up. 1993. He's like, only 90s babies can flip like this. <laughs> God damn, I'm getting old. <laughs> and that'll do it for our, let's get to our three counts. All right, so moving from the old and boring <laughs> to the young and exciting. Woo-hoo! Let's talk about the finishing angle on Monday Night Raw this week, which was uh, HBK coming out and cutting his promo like he starts off every promo. God damn, you guys make it feel good to be back home. Stop, stop. He does it every time. That's what he says every time. It's a cheap pop. Oh, you guys make it so feel so good to be back home. Okay, we knew well, you, you know what he's going to do. He's got one eye looking at camera one see, and one eye looking see, at camera three. See. You know you wrong, <laughs> nigga. You know you wrong. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, so he cuts a promo about how he was just going to Australia because he wanted to watch it live just like the rest of us. Just, just like a fan. He's like seen the last WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna get involved. What do you mean? I've never done an HBK He's before. Here. Is that good or bad? It's it? pretty bad. Yeah, All right, it's good. okay. All right. And then Kane comes out. Oh, I was like, yeah, so then stop. Kane's music hits. <laughs> Kane's standing right behind him. And uh Kane takes him or uh, and then Undertaker's gong hits, and then Undertaker's standing right behind him, and then Triple H comes out. You know, in the white shirt, tears off his tie, comes running down. Uh, I just want to know, do these guys stop at the music guy before they come <laughs> out and say, hey, you got you got hit my music right now. I'm getting ready to go out there. Or is the guy just sitting there being like, oh, shit, I got hit F2, and here comes Triple H's music. I think so it's then, very choreographed. I think they know. Of course the they know. I know. That was. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yeah. thinking in your head. I read your book. <laughs> I read your book. Thank you. Thank you. Marked out a novel in cafe. Yeah. Uh, so in there, it's all free for You can pre-order it. Just send it to my Venmo. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, we got triple our Taker and Kane. They both uh, get our Taker and Kane. They choke slam HBK and Triple H. And then Taker comes back in, does a tombstone pile driver to Triple H. Again, credit where credit's due. This should be a nothing house show match, and they have managed to make this compelling. 
in I, listen, Jason, I I see you giving me that face. See Everybody this. see me giving you this face. It's three different fucking views. Check it That's out. A, all well, I can say is that they're not fi- all watching. A fifty three year old HBK takes a better bump than a forty eight year old Whitney Houston. That's all I can say. <laughs> You are going to hell. How dare you disrespect me? How long you had that one in the pocket? How long you had that one in the pocket? About 45 seconds. I had to to Google how how old she was when she died. She only 48? 48, yeah. What a talent. So, um... You are going to hell. So, so what's going to happen on Saturday... We can get just we we can parlay this into our super show predictions. What's going to happen on Saturday? Are we going to get a DX versus Brothers of Destruction match at Survivor Series? No, Saudi Arabia. It's going to happen in Saudi Arabia. It's happening. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! When you say Survivor Series, I'm thinking traditional five, Survivor Series five on five type of deal versus what we have in Saudi Arabia, which is already the setup tag team match between man hbk's done such a great job of not coming back for one more match now he's come back and appeared he did he did give trip or did give undertaker a super kick at that wrestlemania in the hell in the cell that was triple h versus uh taker where i thought that triple h had it and then they all walked out together like it was the end of a Broadway show and they all took a bow together, <laughs> which is, I mean, just nothing exposes the, not, nothing exposes the business more than Triple H with his sledgehammer and his bowing at the end of matches and all that bullshit. Well, he took the heat for the Madison Square Garden thing years ago. So. Yeah, for sure. That too. He yeah. does not protect the business. They, he was the rookie. That was, that was HBK. Here's the problem with this. You, you can't make this intriguing. At least, at least for me, for JCB, this is not intriguing. When I you see, gonna watch it? He's into the young guys. Sorry. Actually, as thank you for let's take a quick segue for that you for thirty Sam seconds. There. Yeah, right. You got <laughs> Sam there. <laughs> <laughs> Took the poll on uh, BFR Pipe. If you know. Uh, who are you more interested in seeing, the younger or the older guys? <laughs> 85% said the younger guys. I voted so younger guys, So this is my point. Because the people that like the younger guys are the people that are on Twitter. The people that like the older guys are the people that what's, have no what's idea intriguing, what Twitter is. What's intriguing about Triple H and, and fucking HBK versus the Brothers of Destruction? Nothing. You it go- wasn't even intriguing 10 years ago, and they were still kind of in their prime. When I looked up and... HBK doesn't have any hair. He has no hair. He looks like me. That's not what Shawn Michaels is supposed to look like. He's the showstopper. He's the heartbreak. He's the main event. And that's the joke I got to look like. Oh, man, fuck that. There is no reason in the world to watch that match. He looked like Bobby Lashley was playing powder on Broadway. Okay. (laughs) There's no, man. That's another reason I don't want to see that shit. Okay. I'm, I'm just praying to God that this match goes quickly, quietly, 10 minutes or less. Let nobody break a hip and let's Good just move along. That, I know it's not going to happen. That's why you bring it down Kane and fucking Shawn Michaels. They're going so to be, stare, like be staring minutes. at each other longer than 10 oh, minutes. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's probably well, take 10 minutes to get taken down in the ring, but go ahead. Absolutely. And Nash put out this thing, and I usually, I like Nash, like, you know, always have, but he has this, like, Sometimes he's just so fucking far off and out of touch. He acts like these guys are not, the younger guys are not over because they haven't gotten themselves over. When WWE refuses to let go of the older generation and actually make these younger guys stars that they could be because they pick and choose who they think are going to be stars. That's why Roman Reigns has been shoved down our throat for so long when we have plenty of young stars like Chad Gable and Seth Rollins and fucking, you know, They've done okay with AJ. He's had a long reign. But, I mean, like... They fucked that up. Where the fuck is Nakamura at? Yeah, I don't know. Man, I, I, I listened to On this... On his in, way back to I, Japan, hopefully. I, I listened to this interview today, This basically this shoot interview with Dolph Ziggler, where he was talking about... He, he talked to creative and talked to Vince and said, let me go away for a little while. Let me go away and, and I'll come back. I'll come back hot. And I'm assuming that he was talking about when he won the, the belt, dropped the belt. And then he goes and they agreed to it. Finally, he's like, I've been talking about it for years. I said, let me go away for a while. Let me go away for a while. And he went away for a while and he goes and they called me back two weeks later. Yeah. And I had to come back two weeks later. Like Dolph's idea from this shoot interview that I listened to on a on a different podcast in this corner with Brian Campbell on CBS Sports, 
He Damn, said, dog, did they pay you for that shit? What the fuck? <laughs> no, but you gotta, I mean, you, yeah, dude, this shit good, that good for us. I mean, no, I mean, you gotta give them credit where credit's due. I'm, I'm a, a, I'm, a jur- I'm a journalist. <laughs> yeah, a lot of integrity in this group. And they gave this interview, and Dolph Ziggler, uh, he said that he said, let me, let me take some time off. And he, they said, okay, finally. And then two weeks later, they were like, you got to come back. I mean, they don't let these guys get over because they're running a week-by-week, week, really nowadays, it's a day-by-day day business where they need ratings each day. They need uh, social media pops the, each day. But the ratings are plummeting on both sides. Oh, they're plummeting. Yeah, yeah, plummeting. But, Record yeah, lows. I know. Record lows. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You know, I watched Real Sports with Brian Gummel this week, and they were talking about how Roger Goodell's been leaving the NFL alone, and so Trump's gotten off of the uh, kneeling while they take a kneeling during the national anthem thing and all this shit. And the whole thing that Trump said was now the ratings are down 19% on the NFL. And what Brian Gumbel said is that across all networks, ratings are down 19% over the last few years because of Netflix and YouTube and all this other shit. You know, these these people are all used to ratings that when there were only four channels, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Well, that's That's why why WWE chose Fox over any other network because they could have gone to... You know, a few of them, they all put bids in, but they chose Fox. But saying that ratings are down for WWE, that doesn't say shit. It doesn't say anything. What? No, I think it what? does. I think no, it, 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 it does. It's, it just, does. It's, it's something that just proves your point. Numbers can be used for any argument. Right. If you're the guy that if says AJ Styles. Okay, that's but one if, thing. if you're a guy that says AJ Styles is a, a horrible champion and this is the reason for it because SmackDown viewership is down 19%, okay, you just shaped your argument around that number, okay? Numbers can be used for any argument. Right. Okay, but I agree with what you said. This is an archaic kind of argument because there's plenty of different ways to watch the WWE, New Japan, ROH, Impact, whatever you want to watch. It has nothing to do with the Nielsen ratings. And that's why WWE always pushes, hey, this was the, like, Survivor, (laughs) whatever, Hell in a Cell was the most hashtagged uh, thing on social media last night, beating out this, X, Y, Z, and all this shit. And that's the other thing, that's the other reason why uh, Kevin Nash, his comments pissed me off so much, and I know they pissed you off, is because that motherfucker was at all in. Yeah. Like, that guy was there. Like, there's no shortage of guys getting themselves over in pro wrestling. Yeah. There's no shortage of it. There's no shortage of enthusiasm. Say that motherfucker was pissed off waiting for that cab. Look that at him. There's no shortage of enthusiasm for pro wrestling. No. There might be less so enthusiasm for a Jinder Mahal versus Bailey match or whatever the shit that it was that, I'd I, fast pay money for, for that. No. that I fast forwarded through this week on Raw. Well, here's the thing. So, I mean, I know you guys are saying ratings don't matter. I really, I do think they do because even those like Sling TV numbers and all that, those are in Nielsen. It's not just people that subscribe to cable. Really? Is Hulu in there? I don't know about Hulu, but I know like the Sling and the Direct TV Now and all that shit's in there. I know there. there's a lot of people that watch the Hulu version of Raw, which is an hour and a half with no commercials. Which is way more palatable. But like. I I see it mirroring my interest because I haven't watched I haven't sat down and watched a full episode of Raw since these numbers were Pussy. better. Pussy. Oh, it's brutal. Like Pussy. I mean, it just gets worse and worse, and the ratings get worse. And I'm like, well, I'm not watching either. I'm like, that makes sense. And football is like always. There's going to be a drop, but I mean, we have years and years of Monday Night Football numbers. Like it's not football that's killing it because they've been doing it. And like no, you said, no, football's th- down too. No, football, is, if it's a good game and, God forbid, my fantasy team no. is on the line, shit. Yeah, but football can take but, a back yeah, seat but, for 30 seconds. But football ratings are down. Yeah, but, and that, that's, but they that's, stayed, that's another... St- they stay down. It has nothing to do that's, with, that's next with those heroes pod- that's next taking knees. Podcast. It has nothing to do with those heroes dude, taking knees. Dude. No, you think everybody, I'm... Everybody sees this. Am I hurting our ratings? <laughs> everybody sees this, man. Don't be doing that shit. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Let me do that. Those shit. heroes. <laughs> All right, that'll be enough. All right, that'll be enough. That'll do it for our three counts. All right, so pretend we have a gong here, and now it's time for the <laughs> gong for whom the bell tolls. 
With Jason Cornelius Bell, brought to you by F&B Eatery. Sorry, Zach, we didn't put you on on this. So this is a new segment of the week. This is called For Whom the Bell Tolls, brought to you by F&B Eatery. And it's the segment of the week that really pissed Jason off. <laughs> and I mean, like, really? Like, like it wasn't the first 30 minutes of the podcast <laughs> wasn't covering that? No, it really is. I like this. What for whom the bell chose? What really fucking pissed me off this week is a scenario where you have AJ and Joe, and you've kind of built this up, and I've talked about it for the last couple weeks or whatever, and we're at a point where we need to make something happen. I don't understand why you are keeping AJ and Joe away from each other. This was a golden opportunity for them to lock horns. Hey, you at my house, blah, blah, blah. I get it, kayfabe style, yeah. Joe's at AJ's house, whatever. You're supposed to hang out with your kids, whatever the case may be. But you just, it's a golden opportunity to hit on a point that this is a personal rivalry. Ultimately, this is an indictment on creative in general, but I'll just talk about this rivalry in particular. It's false finishes after false finishes after false finishes. I said it last week. I'm going to reinforce it this week. You're going to remember AJ Styles. He'll be a Hall of Famer at some point, but I promise you this. You'll remember more about what didn't happen versus what did happen. Didn't necessarily have a great rivalry with Kevin Owens. That shit's tailor-made. You could have just rolled that out and had a ball with it. That doesn't work out. You had a tailor-made rivalry with Shinsuke Nakamura. They had, even WWE had to acknowledge they had something going on in New Japan. There was a rivalry in New Japan. And you messed that up. And now here comes strike number three. Samoa Joe, common opponent. History and you fuck that up too. WWE creative needs to figure out what you're gonna do. It's not shit. That's not like Hulk Hogan. It's not necessarily <laughs> about what you're gonna, gonna do, do, brother. With Shinsuke Nakamura sitting on the bench looking at you. <laughs> okay, come on. You know, ultimately, this is gonna be a scenario where we need to do more term, long term planning versus. Like Bill said, the day-to-day nonsense that we're seeing right now. That's why I don't have interest in Super Showdown. That's why I don't have interest in Crown Jewel. And that's why Evolution, which should have the focus, has no focus. The biggest match on that bad boy is the NXT title match between Kerry Sane and uh, Shayna Baszler. Yep. And that's going to be it for the For Whom the Bell Tolls segment with Jason Cornelius Bell, brought to you by F&B Eatery on Southampton. I feel better. This is banned from ringside. I do really like uh, your take on the Styles thing because it's been so fucked up. He's a great wrestler, not the best talker, but all of his programs have sucked because of creative, not because of his his work. Paige this week (laughs) said uh, that... Joe perpetrated the worst crime in WWE history. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> <Benoit>. <laughs> um, I was I was thinking when <laughs> when Kane came out and fought Triple H, I was like, man, I bet Kane's still pissed off about that Katie Vick stuff. Yeah, I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> well, fuck, I forget that shit. Remember whenever Kane chokes Slam the Undertaker into his mother's casket? Oh, like with his dead remember mother when, in remember, it. Remember when Big Boss Man? Took Big Show's dad's casket and drove it around with a hook. <laughs> drove it around the field. Next you mean Andre the Giant? What, next week we should do what's the worst WWE gimmick that we've seen that you could think of in the last twenty five years? Katie Vick. I mean, I'll answer no, for you no, right no, now. No, it's no, Katie no, Vick. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll do it later. We'll do we'll do it next week if we I remember. Was, I was entrenched in WWE. I was twenty years old, and I was like, this Katie Vick stuff is. Unreal. Where Triple H put on Kane's mask and pretended to have sex with a corpse at the funeral home in the open casket. And uh, that's, why, that's why people look at us funny when we say we have a wrestling podcast. <laughs> All right, so, like, oh, uh, so you guys are just getting together every Thursday to fuck corpses. So uh, let's let's talk about the Super Showdown under uh, real fast. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask. Zach, exactly what I asked you. Uh, you I can get your answer, yeah, but yeah. we're not going to do predictions because when we did it for uh, Money in the Sand, we determined, <laughs> we came, we come up with it later that it was just a glorified house show, but 
Um, so we're not going to do predictions. And also, it's cute it in my favor, and I won last year. So, but if there was one title that was going to change Man, hands, statue up, dog. If there was one title that was going to change hands, fucking Chicago. What Cubs do you think here. would it be? Would do you it, think it's, it's going to be going to be the cruiserweight? Buddy Murphy's the hometown boy. He's in front of at least sixty thousand people. Uh, you know that arena holds a hundred thousand. I'll tell you why I disagree with that mm-hmm. is because WWE has a history of making people <laughs> lose like, in their hometown. They're like, oh, we could give it to him in his hometown, but think about the heat if we don't. Everybody, <laughs> everybody loses in their hometowns, including Daniel Bryan. Loses in Seattle or Aberdeen or wherever the fuck he's from. Uh, Cedric Alexander hasn't lost a singles match uh, in a year. He lost to Enzo Amore a few times earlier this year in house shows, but on te- television, he has not lost a singles competition in a year. I would have to think that that's the biggest crowd that either one of them has ever fought in front of. Oh, it's going to be the biggest crowd that a lot, a lot of, of them uh, had. Yeah, I mean, because this, is, all this is bigger than most WWE shows, which are the biggest shows in wrestling. So ah. this is breaking records for, I mean, almost all of them, barely any of them has fought in front of crowds this big. Jason. Jason. Um, just so I don't say the same thing that Two Beer said. <sighs> you want me to go? No, I'll go with the I'll go with the uh, the heavyweight championship. It's it's time. I mean, AJ's had a, a nice little run, uh, just in in the sense of length of time. Obviously, I've just slammed him for the the programs that he's had to work with. But I mean, it's it's time, man. I mean, damn, Joe has earned this. I mean, just on promo alone, we know what Joe can do inside the ring. That's not an issue. But there's plenty of guys that can start lining up for Joe. Daniel Bryan is a, a, the prime example. I think he's going to win on uh, Saturday morning. He's got to win. That, that to was, set that up. That was, that was my answer, too. My answer is Samoa Joe, just because I think that if you have a baby face in the current 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 era, I mean, Bruno Sammartino was – a babyface champion for a long time, but he was also traveling. Uh, when you have TV every week, you can't have a babyface champion this long. I think it's time for Samoa Joe to win. I'm definitely rooting for Samoa Joe to win because AJ's grown grown stale. I think AJ chasing a belt is a lot more interesting than AJ holding a belt. Uh, At this uh, point, uh, yes. Against yeah. At this point, yeah. Yeah, I've, he's had a good reign, and he deserved that. Yeah, he's probably had it for looking 180 days or something. I mean, he's had it for he's six had it, months. He's had it for more. He's almost a year. Uh, think had, of, think about. Are you serious right now? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? He held it against Nakamura all the way up through WrestleMania. WrestleMania. He's was, had it close to a calendar year. Oh, you were looking at me because I said it was too low. No, I'm looking at you because you're saying it's 180 days. We're I said talking. It, I said at least 180 days. Dude, you need to double that. Okay, we're talking. We're, He's so mad that you're. God like, damn, he really is. So he really mad. came after me there. It's been it's been less than a year. You think he had the title? It's been less than three quarters of a year. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's like, been it's, over a year. It's been over a year. Okay. Fuck you and fuck you too. It, it has. It's yeah. You're right. It's been I less than a year. I know. I'm right. My, That's why I'm at you no, sideways. I'm really sorry. I'm you really be. sorry. Well, apologize, to AJ Styles. Right I'm now. I'm sorry, AJ Styles. Whatever your name is, Alexander. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't give a shit. It's oh, just time fuck. for her to take it off him. Just it, give it, it to Samoa Joe. That, that would be my guess, too. I would like to see the bar take it off the New Day just because the bar's new soccer jerseys are dope. That, he just doesn't want to see New Day as champions. That, either. too. You know, yeah. just about saying. Uh, by the way, uh, during that New that, Day that segment, did you, notice, did you notice who uh, the chef the chef was that they put the pancake batter on? I did not. Um, Mr. Bootiesworth? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Boozworth, you know who that it? was? No, I, I didn't look at it. It was Dewey Foley. It was Mick Foley's kid. Oh, that's cool. Okay. okay. Yeah. So he's like routinely when they bring up Mr. Boozworth, it's Dewey Foley. It's Dewey Foley. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Look, if he wants to be in this business, he wants to do shit like that. This is banned from ring. That's a good nickname for Dewey Foley. Yeah, it is a good nickname for Dewey, Dewey Mr. Booty's Foley. Uh, uh, what the fuck? I'm I'm saving my favorite moment of the week for last. But what the fuck up is with uh, Connor <laughs> from the Ascension? What the fuck up? <laughs> Let's try this again. With Connor from the Ascension beating Chad Gable and Bobby Roode in consecutive weeks. Oh my god! It's 
that's the reason I haven't watched fucking WWE outside of NXT and I think, I think they're giving them a big push. Man, no come on, stop. <laughs> no. Okay, let, let's 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 be real for thirty seconds. This is about Bobby Roode flipping heel. Hopefully, he, man. He, loss he, after he, loss to the Ascension. This is about Bobby Roode flipping heel. Okay, uh, my favorite moment of the week. And I know it was a lot of yours also. No shit. Was when Elias and Kevin Owens. Oh, who, nice. Okay, this was who, actually good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who had some good chemistry together backstage when Elias was talking about how he didn't like cashews. But he, he had he had his rider backstage, but somebody gave him cashews instead of almonds, and he threw the cashews in the guy's face. When they were out uh, in the ring, and Elias said, it makes as little sense as Seattle having a basketball team. And that stadium Ooh. rained down booze on him for a solid, for a, and figuratively, did not let it go no. for a solid five minutes. Uh, it was awesome. I think it was more than that. It was I really do. This is it was real heel heat. It's a hot button topic. It's like eighty five here in St. Louis. You don't talk about that shit. If you want to get your ass handed to you, talk about the eighty five World Series. You want to get your ass handed to you in Seattle, talk about the Seattle Super Size going to Oklahoma City. But That's you, some, it was perfect. It was so this fucking is, good. This is why live TV is this is why live TV slash pro wrestling is so good because those guys knew it was going to get a reaction. But right when it hit them, they both looked at each other like, holy oh, shit, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't know <laughs> yeah. it was going to do this. Because they do it every week. They always say something. Yeah, that's, you know, that's cheap heat. Yeah, It's going after the, the local home team. Whatever. But going after the local team that's not there anymore, apparently that. <sighs> like, yeah, I mean, they do it at house shows. No, okay, you know. okay. 30 seconds, though. Elias, the look on their faces were great, You could have said that about the St. Louis Rams, and you would have not got that same reaction. No, no, no. Okay. Seattle is clearly still bitter about losing their basketball team. Well, their shit got legit stolen. Stolen from them. Yeah, and yeah. Even though Oklahoma City is my Rams. squad, I will give you that. They snatched that team away from them, moving to Oklahoma City. You can't. You couldn't do that same joke here in St. Louis and have that same instant long term reaction. Imagine living in like the fucking Pacific Northwest, like in Seattle, like it was just like a fucking utopia. And then like you get your team stolen by Oklahoma City. <laughs> right. What the fuck? <laughs> like all, all the players still live in Seattle and they just fly back all the right. time because they fucking can't live in Oklahoma. If, if anybody that's listening to this has not watched that particular segment i recommend you go watch that segment because it was full heat yeah you're right jason it was more than five minutes it was more than five minutes because they were they started yelling over they were like we need the mic turned up please turn the mic up please turn the mic <laughs> dude up. seattle was not having that bullshit okay they were that was the perfect part about it i don't know if they planned it or not or it was just impromptu it was just one of those mo- moments that was just absolutely surreal i just sat back and watched it unfold it was great um that was my favorite moment of the week um ty dillinger he's an official jobber right Yes. Like it's over, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. never gonna get over. No. Oh, absolutely. No, it's 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 a shame because I was I'm still a Ty Dillinger guy. I had high hopes for him, but now Randy's breaking what two, three, five of his fingers. I don't know. I mean, guy's got a lot of talent though. Yeah, I, I had high hopes for him being like a mid card guy that was over because he was over in NXT, but. Yeah, I mean, he's he could have been a nice U.S. champion at I, some point. I don't think Almas. I, I know there's a lot of people on Twitter decrying that Almas is getting buried. I don't think he's getting buried. I think he's just biding his time until he gets an opportunity. Uh, it's Almas is better being on the main roster than he is being in NXT. They need no, absolutely not. No, he he he's going to get his chance. I I'm just not confident if he gets a chance. But if they know. keep teaming him with Vega. Like Vega's a, an amazing valet. She's an okay wrestler. Well, like, that, they're doing well. Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be doing these mixed tag matches. Obviously, no. that's dumb. But Almas is like legit. We talked about like best fifteen wrestlers. I would put Almas in my fifteen. Like that dude's fucking great. Holy shit! I mean, maybe that's arguable, but like we need WWE representation at some point. I mean, good lord. Yeah. I mean, Almas he, would be like in the like top fucking three of okay, okay, no, get, WWE. I, 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 Ooh. Seth, really? AJ, Almas? Seth, AJ, in no only, particular order. The only other one is like Joe, so yeah, or DB, you know. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler. You put almost above Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, 
He's younger. He's got more ahead of him. He could do. Wait, uh, wait. Putting more ahead of him is something that you're counting. Come on, uh, come like on potential? over here, Jimmy B. I hear Jimmy B. Yeah, are, are we, are we, are we including potential in this? Are you including Champa and Gargano? No. Oh not, wait, uh, why not? We're we, we talking main roster. Oh, okay, main roster. So in the top fifteen, you're only including Japanese guys and main roster guys. Are you including uh, Champa? And no, Gargano the top fifteen, top I'd, I'd include NXT. But whenever you're just talking about that. Like on the fly, like I was just thinking, main roster guys. Yeah, this was like a Senate convention here. Everybody's hating on me for liking Alma <laughs> so much. Like the dude's fucking great. He's fucking oh, great. I agree. He's fucking great. I love. I just don't think I that, love Andre seeing Almas. Andre I don't think that he's automatically top five, especially when he hasn't done anything on the main roster. Yeah, but he's done it all over the world before. Yeah, and he's he badass. owned NXT. No doubt, he's badass. No doubt. I think before we have this next conversation about top ten or top fifteen, we need to have a meeting, like a pre-show meeting. Like we haven't we haven't done one of those in a while. Like I remember when we first started this, we're like, we're going to do our Mount Rushmore. Like we had all these ideas for the podcast. <laughs> we're just like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We didn't do any of them. Like no, we're just like, no, no we're just going to here and just no, argue no, no, all no. week. No, Come on in, Jim. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. Come on, we're doing our top fifteen. Everybody. All right, everybody. Time for birthdays. We got Chief Dre Strongbow, the most racist character. Maybe not. Maybe not. The, he's yeah. on my Mount Rushmore most What's racist character. Is he standing outside of a cigar store? Or what's he doing? Ooh. He would have been 90. Uh, Abyss is 45. (laughs) Linda McMahon, uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Wait, no, that's not right. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Yeah, she's 70. Uh, Terry Runnels is 52. Zima Ion is 32. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Bruno San Martino. R.I.P. Bruno's dead? What? He just died this year. Yeah, they did uh, a yeah, big thing. Yeah, that's right. He would have been 83. Uh, Demolition Smash is 59. Wait, he might be dead, too. Is he dead? I think so. With a name like Demolition Smash. <laughs> Boy, these birthdays are real. <laughs> <laughs> See, you need, to, you need to figure out if these motherfuckers are dead or alive. No, Still I just look on the website. Uh, r- rhino. Fucking Rhino is only two years older than me. Dude's 41. That's it? Rhino is 41. He was born in 1975. I'm older than Rhino. Jesus yeah. Christ. You weigh as much as his thighs. Uh, <laughs> Aiden English is 31. The Miz, happy birthday to The Miz, is 38. Steven Richards, my dude from one right of my, my favorite blah, blah, faction blah, blah. of all time, God, right so to censor, is 47. And R.I.P. Lie, cheat, and steal. Eddie Guerrero would have been 51 this week. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours. There you go. For JJ Twix. Check. For Soul Taco. Check. For F&B Eatery. Check. For Jim Button and the Let's Get Comfortable Boys. Way, for Shock City Studios. Check. For Sam the Muller Mall. For Tubir Zach Bowman. Oh, for Jason Cornelius Bell. Thanks, baby. Check. I am Bill Vegan. Everybody, boo the hills. Boo!